Ball's knocked out of his hands. It bounces around. And I think Denver's got it. Vaughn Miller again. Curry way down to Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Go in, Malloy! Simone's got enough gold medals at home. Someone give this girl a crown. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's out of here! Bartolo has done it! The impossible has happened! Welcome to BNA Sports Podcast. I'd like to welcome you in. I'm your host, Brian, and my co-host is Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm good, Brian. How are you? I'm good. Baseball's a bit of a cluster, uh, so we'll see. I mean, my Rockies are off to a good start. They don't have the coronavirus yet, so that's a victory there. Um, but let's start there with baseball. The Marlins are the Marlins. Um, that was really odd to watch. They're up to 19 positive coronavirus tests now. I will say if the Major League Baseball ranked the teams 1 through 30, teams who it wouldn't be the worst to get coronavirus just have to kind of kick them out of the league for the year. I think the Marlins would be 47th out of 30. But overall, it's still not a good thing. The Phillies and Blue Jays are canceled. The Cardinals have two positive tests now. Uh, it just seems like they're holding on by a thread. Yeah, exactly. The Marlins, it had to be the Marlins, like you said. And of course, it also had to be a Florida team. I just remember even asking on Twitter, is it possible for an entire team to be a Florida man? Um, and it is possible because that's what happens with the Marlins. I think at this point, because of how many teams have been postponed, um, right now MLB, they're on life support. They truly are on life support. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, the bubble seems to be the best idea. It's too late for baseball now. I, I really don't know what, what to expect. So baseball's off to an interesting start. I mean, you've got the Indians, you've got the Twins all playing well. The Yankees are in first place. The American League West is having a hard time with the National League West. Um, Oakland and Houston are both 500, but they, they're actually out in first place as well. The Marlins are in first place on win percentage based on winning percentage. They're two and one. They've only played three games because of their coronavirus stuff. But yeah, just an interesting start. The Dodgers are off to a good start as we'd expect, but uh, still in tied for first place now with um, with the Rockies who had two off days in the first week, which was kind of, kind of weird. It didn't make a ton of sense, but I want to talk about Joe Kelly and the Los Angeles Dodgers against the Houston Astros. Ashley, did you get a chance to catch that the other night? Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the game, but I definitely got to see that video. What Joe Kelly did, I, we all know that obviously during the cheating time that he was uh, with Boston and um, not with the Dodgers, but MLB as a whole knew what the Astros did was was awful. It was bad. So for <laughs> I just think it's pretty ballsy just for the Astros to be upset thinking that they were going to get a pass this entire season, um, that no repercussions were going to be taken out on them. Especially um, against the team they beat seven games in the World Series the year they cheated. 100%. Exactly. Joe Kelly to get suspended for eight games. Obviously, he's going to appeal that. I don't think I MLB needs to read the room. I understand that, you know, some people think the ball just got away from him. But I think that MLB, because of not punishing the Astros and then punishing the Dodgers, it's one of those you guys kind of need to read the room and maybe have lessened the suspension. They're probably just going to make it one game, maybe make it nothing. 
it was just one of those that the whole world just like threw up their hands and go, I just can't believe that MLB just did that. Yeah, I I mean, there is the video floating around of Joe Kelly out there with he's throwing the ball around in his backyard and he's throwing it a net and he completely misses the net and throws out a window at his house. Um, like he has control issues, uh, but the way he reacted when he threw at Bregman and Correa, like it's pretty obvious that he was throwing at them. I did enjoy that little frowny face. I can't stand Joe Kelly. I I mean, we all know if you listen to any of our episodes, I am not a Dodgers fan. I can't believe I was audibly cheering for the Dodgers the other night. That was, but I mean, an eight game suspension in a 60 game season is like a 22 game suspension in a regular season. Like it's insane. I don't understand it even a little bit. I understand you can't throw it a guy's head. You can't do it. But when Carlos Correa, after Cody Bellinger said that Altuve took the MVP from Judge a couple years ago when they were cheating, and then Correa tells him to bleep off. So when I analyze all the games, we earned that championship, Ken. We didn't steal it. Instead of talking about it, he should have done something about it. Cody didn't have a good World Series. So for him to be talking about us stealing that championship, don't talk about it. You should not be talking about it. You should have done something about it. Because when you analyze the games, we won fair and square, Ken. You got to expect a ball to be coming at you, man. Get over yourself. The way Correa reacted was ridiculous. At least Bregman kind of shook it off. He kind of knew it was coming kind of deal. Correa just holier than thou. Give me a break. Like, I, I don't know. That was a lot of fun. Uh, from a coronavirus standpoint, both of those teams haven't tested positive yet, so woohoo! But we'll see. Um, but getting together wasn't uh, wasn't exactly the look Major League Baseball was going for. No, one hundred percent, and I agree with you about Kara. Um, he just reminds me of one of those kids that you know used to fight in school all the time, or like talked a lot in school, and then when somebody actually stood up to them, they were like dumbfounded because somebody actually called them out, and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> So that I think is his his issue, and you know they have the free Joe um, free Joe Kelly you know hashtag going trending on Twitter, and I've seen on Instagram. It like I said, MLB needed to read the room, and uh, they obviously did not. Yeah, Joe Kelly put out on his Instagram a picture of him holding three children uh, with Bregman, Altuve, and Correa's heads on them. This guy, he's an absolute jerk, and the whole reason I hated him. And the reason this is so much fun. But like I said, he was on the 2018 cheating Boston Red Sox, too. So let's not give him a free pass. But if anybody's yeah. willing to go to these lengths, I'm I'm all for it. But, well, baseball, Ashley, again, coronavirus is looking like it's going to get them. What looks like coronavirus is not going to get is the two bubbles they have for the NHL up in Toronto and Edmonton. So that's going to mm -hmm. be uh, – should be a whole lot of fun. They get started on Saturday August 1st, uh, so the day after we're recording this. So, Ashley, do you have any thoughts on uh, on the NHL setup they have up there? I know we, like we talked about in the past uh, cast, I think it was a really smart idea to have it in a bubble, especially in a whole different country. I am really excited. I think hockey is definitely a sport people need to give a chance. If you love basketball, if you love football, you're, you definitely love hockey. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm sure you've seen the arenas, the rinks, what they look like <laughs> for um, the upcoming games, and it, they look phenomenal. Yeah, they're really cool. They've got them in those arenas. They've got the seats covered up by some uh, banners that they have there so it doesn't look corny or anything like that. They've got a similar screen set up to how the NBA is all set up. It's, uh, it's a good television product. They did a good job. 
I kind of want to know who showed who's first. If NBA showed NHL what they were going to do, and NHL was like, well, we got to one off them now. That looks. It, I think it looks better than the NBA's, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it's pretty neat. But they're working with what they had. They're playing in actual NHL arenas um, in Canada, so it'll be interesting. All right, well, moving on to our main topic. Actually, the NBA came back officially on Thursday, July 30th. I said on our last week's episode that it was going to be on Tuesday, and I don't know my calendar very well, but it came back last night um, with a Utah Jazz escaping two-point victory. And then Lakers escape the Clippers, barely. There's nothing. I forgot how much sometimes I just don't like watching LeBron James because he can't ever go four seconds without talking to the referee about something. The guy's talent is incredible, but I can't stand him consistently having to talk to the referee. And then Paul George with his game-winning shot that didn't go in and then complain to the refs. There was no foul at the end. There was absolutely no foul at the end. Just don't talk to the refs. Just play basketball. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree. I've never really noticed that about LeBron, but um, I'm now going to probably pay attention a little bit more to it um, about talking. Obviously, I think a lot of people are going to agree we got a preview of what the Western Conference finals are going to look like. I think um, we all know it's probably going to be LA, LA. But it was, I think they were two pretty good games to start off, restart of the NBA season. Let's start with that Jazz Pelicans in the in the bigger picture, Ashley. We were talking before that game even started that is there enough time for Zion to make a run for the rookie of the year? And I think we can both agree that that answer is not if they're not going to play him. I can't believe he was sitting on the bench at the end of that game yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of talk about John Morant winning the MVP. Kendrick Nunn has already announced that he has won <laughs> rookie or I'm sorry, rookie of the year. Kendrick Nunn has already announced that he's won Rookie of the Year, but I... Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, his numbers aren't too bad compared to John Morant, but I think those two should be pretty happy that Zion, unfortunately, was injured because I think we all know if Zion had gotten a chance to play from the very start, even if he didn't miss 40 games and let's say he missed 10, Zion would be Rookie of the Year. Those two would not be in the discussion for it. Brandon Clark, he is, his name hasn't been discussed as much um, about Rookie of the Year, although because it doesn't care as much clout, but his player efficiency rating is actually higher than Morant and Nunn. But that being said, he's probably not going to get it. It's probably going to go to, I think John Morant is going to be the Rookie of the Year. Kendrick Nunn probably coming in second and Zion being third. But I 100% agree, they're not going to be playing him, you shouldn't be in the discussion but he will still be in the discussion yeah i can't i can't agree more with john morant is the one that deserves it so i i that guy's a whole lot of fun to watch i think john morant's going to be the one to win it but before we talk more about the preview of of this finishing up nba season hopefully um, i wanted to talk about some nba news that broke this past week tom thibodeau has signed a five-year contract with the new york knicks and I mean, Tibbs in his previous locations, both Minnesota and Chicago, had problems with ownership. So what's the best thing to do is go work for James Dolan. Yeah, that's the right answer. James Dolan is Dan Snyder of the NBA. Let's be honest. We all know that. The fact that, you know, they couldn't land Kevin Durant, he ended up going to Brooklyn. Thibodeau is known for running his players. And with RJ Barrett, he isn't, he's also not known to give his rookies a lot of minutes. He can't do that with the Knicks in their, you know, 
11 the season of rebuilding. The Knicks are going to be in a long-term rebuild, but I think the big problem that they're going to have to battle if they want anybody in free agency willing to go over there is Dolan is, I think, the number one concern. Nobody wants to go over there, and I think that is what's very scary and people talk about is Dolan needs to give up the team if the Knicks have any sort of hope of becoming, you know, the Knicks again, the Knicks that you and I both grew up on watching. But the only time they're going to be able to get any sort of players is going to be either through trades, and I don't think they're going to want to give up any of their first-round draft pick, even though with the the lottery scheme, they're not going to want to do that. They're going to be either getting players maybe towards the end of their career that, you know, don't want to just not play. So their only place to go is going to be the Knicks, but they're never going to land a Durant. They're not going to land a Kawhi unless they, unless Dolan sells the team to somebody. But Thibodeau, he runs his players into the ground. He's going to ruin RJ Barrett's knees. His coaching is going to have to change if he's going to coach the next. He's too stubborn of a person to change his to change what he does. I I don't see that happening. He ran Derrick Rose into the ground. Jimmy Butler hated playing for him. I think removing ownership from the conversation, I just don't think people in 2020 with this load management, with everything going on, I don't think that playing for Tom Thibodeau is something players want to do either. I, it's a questionable hire. And then to commit five years, uh, the Knicks are going to be paying another coach for outside of not coaching the team when they fire him two and a half years in. I I mean, James Dolan owns the New York Rangers too. So, I mean, the guy can kind of own a team. Like the New York Rangers aren't quite the cluster that the Knicks are, but there's no question that the Knicks – he's he's just a just not a good owner at all the Tom Thibodeau hire is really really questionable again RJ Barrett I just I don't see him being able to hold up I don't see anybody being able to hold up if Jimmy Butler and and Derrick Rose couldn't do it so I that's a very questionable hire to me I don't I don't get it and they just need to quit retreading like the NBA's moved on the the game is the three-point game now Tom Thibodeau doesn't coach to that I you need to you need to advance the game. I just don't understand Tom Thibodeau being the higher. But Ashley, we've got seven games left in the regular season for four teams, but eight games left in the regular season in the NBA. Um, most of these games are for seeding purposes. Who comes out on top is the MVP? I think as right now it's a three way race um, between Luca, LeBron, and Giannis. Kawhi, no, I I don't have anything against Kawhi, but I think the problem is is you know a lot of people don't like Kawhi because he sits out he rests for games he's been on a rest for a while so if Doc Rivers even sits him five games during this I don't think I think people are going to lose respect for Kawhi because they're going to say you've had how long of a rest and you're going to rest even more so Kawhi's not in this conversation especially if he rests if he doesn't then I say yes he is part of this but I'm going to say Luca, LeBron, or um, Giannis. I think Giannis is going to probably end up winning it. I'm not saying this because, you know, this week we'll say I'm from, you know, Wisconsin. Um, being Bucks, you know, I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and you'll hear that later on. But I I think Giannis is going to pull it out. But right now it's between Luca and LeBron and Giannis. Yeah, I think Luca's is a distant memory when it comes to, to some things. Now, I what's going to be frustrating is when they base the MVP just on these eight games in Orlando because everybody forgot about everything that happened at the All-Star break and before that. I, I think 
basketball voters are going to be smart enough to to be able to look at the season as a whole. And if you do that, yeah, I mean LeBron, LeBron or Giannis is 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 probably the only the only sensible answer. Nikola Jokic out in Denver is playing really really well. There's a lot of good basketball players in the league. There's no question. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, I know you're happy Harden isn't even in the conversation, although he tries every season to be part of the conversation and he plays with that chip on his shoulder, you know, but uh, his numbers are just not there to um, be part of that conversation. Yeah. So I think if I had to pick now, I think it's probably going to be LeBron. They're going to give it to LeBron every few years to take a team from out of the playoffs last year. Then to, you know, I mean, add Anthony Davis, who's kind of an important piece, but then to be the number one seed in the West, I think LeBron's going to probably get it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't want it to be based just on what's happening in the bubble. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But the bubble, so far, so good. From an optics standpoint, the basketball last night wasn't super high level, but there was still a lot of, of good basketball, some some shining spots. So I think we're only going to get better from here. I think the playoffs are going to look real. The game wasn't that weird without a crowd. Seeing seeing LeBron and other players argue with the referees right in their face, I don't think that's the optics the NBA wants from a coronavirus standpoint. But then you see somebody guarding somebody and they're right up in their shorts. So, I mean, I suppose that's allowed. So it is what it is. I just don't want to watch people argue with the refs all the time. But uh, Ashley, who you got going to the NBA finals out of the Western and Eastern Conference? All right. So I have in the West, I have the Lakers um, and out of the East, um, I have Milwaukee. I will say I will not be surprised. And I know there's probably I'm going to probably get some black. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami is in the East. Miami's beat the 76ers, um, but they did lose to the Knicks. And they've actually beaten Milwaukee twice this season. So Miami is uh, definitely one of those sneaky teams. But I am definitely, uh, but for sure, I will be Lakers, Milwaukee, Lakers taking it. But wishful thinking Milwaukee would take it. I don't believe in Miami at all. Um, I think they're far too inconsistent to actually win four games against a good team. Uh, we'll we'll see about Miami. It, I would be far more surprised uh, more surprised at Miami than if Toronto made a run. I think Toronto's starting to find starting to find the ball again. A lot of that team is still back from last year. I know Kawhi is kind of an important piece that that isn't from the returning championship team, but I think Toronto could make a run in the West. I mean, Lakers-Clippers seems like that's definitely going to be the Western Conference Finals. It doesn't seem like any other team can really get in the way. Dallas is really good. Uh, they're going to really benefit from this reset. I think that's going to be a big deal for Dallas. As a Damian Lillard fan, I would love to see them kind of sneak into that that final playoff spot just to watch them play the Lakers. Just Not that they have a chance, but I think it just I want to see the best players on the on the biggest stage. So I'm just to be just to be different from you, I'm gonna go with the Clippers out of the West, and I have no other reason to believe that than than I think it's flip a coin. Uh, the Clippers have some bubble issues with Lou Williams and other players uh, not being available to play right now. Once they get their full roster back, I think the Clippers are just gonna be just a little bit better. They had no business being in that game late last night, and they still were. So um, out of the West. I, Milwaukee's the clear choice. Like I said, Toronto, it wouldn't surprise me. Miami definitely would. Philadelphia would surprise me as well. Boston, 
Brad Stevens is a heck of a coach. You never know what he can do. Uh, but I think it's going to be Milwaukee out of the East. I want to see Milwaukee win an NBA championship, and that's the team that I'm actually going to go. I don't think the Eastern Conference will win it, um, but I'm going to kind of vote for my heart a little bit here and say Giannis is going to bring home an NBA championship this year. Yeah, I don't I don't trust the 76ers. Oh, that, I don't. I can't blame you one bit. No, that team is just, oh, it's a mess. It's just a train wreck sometimes. I, I just don't trust them. I, I don't. They're, if anybody wants to talk, I know people say, like, when they, you know, when they get everything together, they're fantastic. But the problem is, is they're not consistent enough. Joel Embiid, you never know which Joel Embiid you're going to get game from game. Sometimes you don't even know what you're going to get quarter from quarter from him. So I don't trust 76ers at all. They're good, but they're not consistent. I, I do agree. I think Milwaukee will go crazy if they bring it home. I know there's talk about if Milwaukee doesn't, you know, win an NBA final, Giannis is kind of going to start looking. But um, I think the caveat this season is because of the COVID, he may not start looking at other teams. This is kind of an, an exception to the rule season for a lot of sports. But I, I would love for Milwaukee to win. But I just feel like it's, I feel like it's going to be the Lakers winning this altogether coronavirus or not he still only has one year left on his contract so i mean if he's not looking the team might look if they don't think he's going to be re-signing i don't think that they will have the guts to trade him without Giannis saying he's out without any question if there's any chance he's going to stay they're not going to move him but if he's going to move on the team might have to move on without him because he's only got one year left on his deal coronavirus or not we'll see the nba season the next one's supposed to start in december we'll see how that goes as well so it's going to be it's going to be interesting but Giannis definitely is going to be the most sought after guy in a really really long time whatever team he does end up going to depending what players it could he could be looking at another super team and being in a bubble in Orlando is going to help people be able to negotiate whatever super teams they want. But the guy's only 25 years old, man. We still probably haven't even reached peak Giannis yet. It's crazy. And, that's, and Yeah, that's the crazy part. That's the crazy, scary part is we haven't seen peak Giannis. He worked on his three-point shooting. He's just going to get better and better. And it, it's definitely... It's, it's going to be fun, and I think next season will be fun, depending on where he goes. If he goes anywhere, I think we're probably looking at another super team where he, if he doesn't stay with Milwaukee. I know our boys at the Levitard Show want that to be in Miami, so hopefully not, but we'll see. I've got the Bucks beating the Clippers, voting with my heart. It's more likely that the NBA championships headed back to L.A. with one of those two teams, but I've got the Bucks beating the Clippers. Ashley, who do you have winning between the Lakers and the Bucks? Lakers. I have Lakers beating the Bucks. If I'm going to vote with my heart for the Bucks over the Clippers, I'm going to have to say seven games. But it'll be, yeah. You think the Lakers will win it fairly easily? I don't. I went. I would say six or seven. It's not. No, not five. Not okay. five. Not no. That I can. I would promise you. If a team goes down three-one, they may just kind of roll over and die to get out of the bubble a little bit faster. But so, but let's move on to the fun stuff with the NBA, Ashley. Um, who's got the best jersey in all of the NBA to you? My hometown boys. The Orlando Magic, the City Edition 2019. Those orange jerseys, I love them. When they released them, I was like, yes. They are fantastic. Um, I One of the main reasons I love them is because it's not, our, it's not the colors. It's not the blue and white. It's orange and black. And I love it. They, they have, they, Magic have, are known to have some really great jerseys all the time all around but i really love the city edition one your taste in jerseys is so very different than mine you uh you picked the diamondbacks last week 
I don't like those orange magic jerseys, but I do. Uh, I will go with the magic as well. And my favorite all time Jersey is the black with the pinstripes, the Penny Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal era black mm. with the pinstripes. That's my favorite Jersey um, NBA Jersey ever. But the current favorite Jersey, man, that's honestly a tough choice. Like, I mean, there's that classic red bulls Jersey is, is nice looking. I think the Denver nuggets Jersey they're they're one they currently have with the white, with the rainbow sky city skyline on it. Um, kind of a callback to that old school jersey, that Denver Nuggets, that white one they have right now, especially the shorts combined with it, just really clean looking. Yeah, that one isn't too bad. You know, I I just, there, uh, jerseys really have to, I don't know what, when it comes to jerseys, there's something about them that like, I they're all over the board when it comes to me liking them. There's a really good one. I really like the Boca Nets have a really good jersey too. They're black jerseys. Yeah, yeah, the the black Brooklyn jersey that that's clean looking, but that's a good transition to our favorite court that that they have in the NBA. My least favorite court in the entire NBA is that gray court that the Brooklyn Nets play on. It makes my eyes hurt. Just that gray color, I can't stand it. So that's my least favorite court. Speaking of courts, by the way, Ashley, did you notice that the NBA took my advice and they they made that sideline a lot thicker? It's a lot more obvious as to what's a sideline now. I'm just going to take that as a victory for myself and run with it. Oh, absolutely. You called it. They listened. So, yeah, it's a win for you. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. But my favorite court in the NBA, um, hands down, no question, is the Boston Celtics. That parquet floor that they have, I love the look of the parquet floor. There's no court in the NBA that I like better than that than that one they have in Boston. Like I kind of alluded to, I'm a hometown girl, Orlando Magic's court. I love the blue arc that they have, so it's completely different from a lot of NBA courts. I also like how we have the shooting star insignia on the courts. Also, the black detail that we have going on court side. I love it. So I'm definitely going to be bleeding my blue and white um, on this one when it comes to the, obviously the jerseys and the courts. Yeah. That black and blue is that black and blue looks, looks really good. The fun thing about the NBA right now is they actually have alternate courts that uh, are pretty fun to watch. Like the Miami heat's got the vice colors that they play on every so often. The Utah jazz have like an orange court with the arches national park, kind of skyline across the bottom of it, kind of in the pattern there. There's a lot of cool different alternate courts that they have in the NBA. So it's become a harder decision. But just when we're talking plain, regular courts, that parquet floor in Boston wins it for me. But that that one in, that one in Orlando really is pretty to look at. There's no question. So who do you yeah. think has the best logo, though? I mean, I love my magic. But if we're going to go best logo, I would actually give it to Atlanta Hawks. Hmm. It, it's because theirs is just... It's quick and to the point, you know, kind of the shape of a basketball, but um, also has that high cock insignia, but also probably a close second would be the Toronto Raptors. With that basketball in the center, that's a pretty cool one. A lot of those logos in the NBA are kind of that circle. I really like the uh, Milwaukee Bucks one with the the fear of the deer and all that kind of stuff. That's a pretty cool one. There's nothing more iconic than the Chicago Bulls, especially in the time of Michael Jordan. There's just a lot of really cool ones. But honestly, my favorite logo is the Washington Wizards with the basketball with the Washington Monument in it and just the red, white, and blue. I just think it's really, really good looking. I really like that logo. That's a pretty good one. I actually like the Warriors logo, Golden State, with the the bridge. It's very clean. 
it's not over the top. It kind of would make, if you showed that to somebody who wasn't from, you know, either somebody who wasn't a basketball fan and you just said, what team with this? I think if you showed them a Golden Gate Bridge and eliminate the warrior part, they'd be like the bridges. So I think that's kind of, you know, they're called the warriors and nothing with the bridge. But I really, really, really do like theirs. The 76ers, though, they're also really classic. The Pacers logo with the P in the basketball is really cool. I think we can both agree we don't want the Clippers to win the title because I don't want to see that logo floating around all over the place. It's so not creative. Like I said, I wish they would have gone with when Steve Ballmer bought the team, the little paperclip Microsoft guy would have been cooler for the Clippers than what they currently have. It's just so plain. I, I do not like the Clippers logo. Yeah, I 100% agree. It doesn't grab you. Like, I think when you look at a, the whole point of a logo is something that is supposed to be iconic. Once you see it, you're just like, that's the team. And that's what you you love. And I just think it's just so plain. It's just, it seems like it's something very last minute. Like, oh, we need a logo. Let's just do something with clip art. And then they spit it out in five minutes. Yeah, I it doesn't it doesn't catch my eye. It's not iconic because it's, I mean, the Clippers aren't exactly iconic. But you never know. Kawhi could change that. So when you're talking about the Miami uh with when it comes to their court on the jerseys i don't like their city edition 80s miami heat you know i don't like the pink one i like the light blue one i don't like the pink one but the light blue vice city i i I like it i'm not a fan of it not a fan of it i when i see it i'm just like ugh. it's up there with lime green again i don't have a a hatred for lime green either i just have a hatred for the seahawks so that's fair (laughs) All right, well, moving on to our ultimate question. You know, of all the stupid questions you guys have asked me, this is the best question you've ever asked me. Asking all them questions. Seriously. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Actually, you came up with the ultimate question this week. How about you tell us what it is? Yeah, with MLB, the NHL, MLS, pretty much the majority of the sports teams, whoever is going to win the champion there's going to be an asterisk next to that champion because of COVID. NFL hasn't started yet, but whoever wins the Super Bowl, will they have an asterisk next to their name? Ed, quick thought. My answer was was no, especially if who wins it is, again, Patrick Mahomes or some team who belongs. Uh, I think part of I think if the Lakers or the Bucks win an NBA championship this year, I think the asterisk is going to be really, really small. Um, but if you all of a sudden have the Dallas Mavericks win, a, win an NBA title, like I think it's going to be a remembered as an asterisk. I think it really depends on on who wins. If the Dodgers win the World Series, if the Yankees win the World Series, it's going to be a really small asterisk. If the Astros win, let's just give them a giant one and rename the team. But um, if like an eight seed slips into the baseball playoffs and then wins it, I, I think that's where your asterisk is going to come in. I don't think you're going to have a guaranteed asterisk with any of these with any of these champions. I think if you look back on the 2020 season and say, oh, yeah, that was weird, but the Lakers won, like the best team probably won. Um, I think that that's fair. So I think in football, it's a hard question to answer right now. The, po- the preseason's been canceled. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on, but training camps are open. I think without any preseason, as long as they play a full 16-season game, 
because the the best team in football doesn't always win anyway. Like you often have the Giants sneaking in and beating the 15 and one Packers. You always have stuff like that. It's who was best on that day, not necessarily the best team. When you're in these other sports, it's a series. The best team is more likely to come out on top. So in football, again, depending on who wins, without a preseason, the season's going to get off to a slow start. But if they play a full 16-game season uninterrupted, I say no asterisk. I was, as I was thinking about this, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's going to have an asterisk, but it's going to be like you kind of said, a small one with that, that, hey, we didn't have any preseason, any preseason games. And I think it also, the asterisk might grow in size, depending on how many more players are going to start opting out of this season. It seems every day we get more and more people are, are opting out. You know, there's the theory that I can't remember where I heard it that um, it's for teams who are now looking for a quarterback tanking to get Trevor you know so that's kind of one of the theories is people are opting out you know teams are telling players to opt out so we can tank so we can get Trevor but I think it's going to depend I think if somebody like Kyle Murray Aaron Rodgers you know Tom Brady isn't but Ben Ross I think if a big name actually opts out our handful of big names i think that asterisk next to that any that nfl champion is going to grow i don't think kyler murray's a big enough name to change the asterisk game aaron Rodgers, uh very well very well could be i i don't know i don't know about the opting out and tanking for trevor being exactly the same thing i know a lot of uh, five patriots opted out so everybody thinks it's in belichick's master plan dante howard just had a kid like, so he's, he's opting out. And I, I mean, say what you will about Belichick. I probably, I do believe that he probably tells his guys when they can procreate. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think the coronavirus really had any, any plans with that. I, I think it's far too early to give any team the benefit of the doubt to say, Hey, we want Trevor Lawrence. So you shouldn't play. I think it's way too early because nobody even knows if the season's going to happen, when the draft is going to happen. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I am not going to play for Clemson this year. I know Dabo Sweeney's going to going to going to guilt him into it. But if I'm Trevor Lawrence, there's no way I'm putting my myself out there this year to play when I'm already the number one pick without doing anything. I would love to have Trevor Lawrence in Denver. I, I mean, we're not tanking for Trevor because the team is sold on Drew Locke. But I would love to have Trevor Lawrence. Every single team in the NFL would love to have Trevor Lawrence. So I, I think putting all your eggs into that basket of having your players opt out just so you can get Trevor Lawrence is a little bit too far conspiracy for me. It is, but um, we've seen them. I mean, there was a talk last season that Miami was tanking to get to it. It worked. Sort of. They it had to get him fifth of, overall. Yeah, but... Um, but it worked. It, uh, it, it worked. So... Is it too conspiracy theory? Yeah, but is it something that if they said, if you uncovered in 20 years and they said, hey, yeah, so Belichick actually did this to get, you know, Trevor, would you be all that surprised? No. <laughs> yeah, I think like, the best I think the best way I heard it summed up this week is if Belichick died tomorrow, everybody would just think he's trying to get some sort of edge and not believe it. Like, that's just the way everybody thinks around Belichick. Sometimes... I think it's just as simple as he's just another coach. But again, in 20 years, we'll see. Yeah, 100%. So I think it kind of depends. I think if we get some big names that start opting out, like Brandon Chung, he's big-ish. He's not huge for the yeah, Patriots. Pat Patrick Chung, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. Patrick Chung. He's not 
huge. But um, I think if we get like a Ben Rothenberger, Aaron Rodgers, one of those names, any of the Bosa brothers, then I think that asterisk grows because we don't have the the, the great ones playing. But it's going to be interesting how this NFL season as training camp goes. You know, the rookies are starting to sign. I am excited. Um, I was watching the, you know, 100 players. I guess got me excited for football. So I think it's going to be more, the closer and closer we get to NFL season, how they might have to adjust with COVID if they are going to have to adjust. But I think there is going to be an asterisk, but it's just going to, like you said, it's going to depend on the size of said asterisk. Yeah. If my Rockies win a World Series, the asterisk is going to be bigger than anything. But I mean, Give me, give me 14 font 72 asterisks. I don't care. I would love to win a World Series. But I don't think we're going to get that far in baseball. But next week, actually, I think we're going to have to talk about that NFL Top 100. The fact that Patrick Mahomes, not only was he fourth, but he was the third-ranked quarterback in the league. Like, come on. Like, Russell Wilson is not better than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there's definitely some controversy going on. Um, I have my issues, especially with Javante Adams and where he ranked. But uh, I think it's... It was very interesting, the ranking. Should Devontae have been higher or lower? Higher, I think. Oh, yeah, Devontae. we're going to get into this next week. I Devontae. think there's a more overrated wide receiver in the league than Devontae Adams. Oh, oh so next week's going to be a fun post, but I yeah. don't know. Devontae is phenomenal. I think I think Aaron Jones got gypped. He should have definitely been higher. I just think the guy throwing the ball to Devontae Adams is is the reason Devontae Adams can do anything. But, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. That's mm. going to be a fun one. Well, Ashley, anything else that you wanted to, to say before we finish up this week? No, um, it was, you know, sports is starting to go. We'll see how much longer we get MLB. Hopefully next week, you know, we will be talking about that NFL 100. But hopefully we'll be talking more about MLB games and not that, you know, hey, MLB ended. We'll see what the MLB has in store for us for the next week. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at BA Sports Pod, or you can shoot us an email at BA Sports Pod at gmail.com. For Ashley, I'm Brian. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Stop looking at my lemonade.